Hey, thanks for watching. We're, we really appreciate you tuning into these videos and hopefully gathering with a group to uh, listen to them and kind of process through them, have some discussion time. But if you're watching by yourself, we love that and, and appreciate that as well. Uh, there was a comment in our sermon this week that um, I said that uh, we should be seeking Jesus and that's it. We don't need Jesus and anything. And, and that's kind of um, the point of his teaching. His teaching is to teach us how to live in God's kingdom and not have need of anything else or worry about anything else. Kind of around what Paul said when he said, you know, I've learned to be content in all things. Um, it's a, a mentality of kingdom life that the perfect teacher Jesus enlightens us to. And it's this idea of... Um, I don't need anything else. I, I just need Christ. And, you know, oftentimes in the Western world particularly, we look at Jesus and. Jesus and comfortable emotions. Jesus and plenty uh, and as far as material goods go. Jesus and my retirement account. Jesus and a healthy family, a good marriage, well-behaved kids. You can go on and on and on. You know, a car that starts every time I crank it up. And, and the reality is, you know, I made the statement that um, we should seek just Jesus. And I got a really great question via email after the sermon. And, and so I want to share part of it with you. Um, the questionnaire references Matthew 6, 33, and where it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And his question was that with me saying, Seek Jesus, that doesn't sound like it aligns with that verse, Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And, and so um, I loved walking through this question with this person that emailed me. And so I thought I'd share it with you, kind of let you uh, peek into the, the back room of the thought process that went into this question. And so here's where I think um, it all comes down to. The, the issue of am I seeking Jesus first or am I seeking the kingdom of God first is resolved with the question, what do you perceive the kingdom of God to be? And so if we have a kingdom of God view idea that the kingdom of God is the place that I'm going to move into one day after I'm dead, then, then these two uh, statements don't seem to line up. But if I understand the kingdom of God as the rule and reign of God present in my life, in the world, in others' lives, then I can begin to understand that by seeking Jesus, I am seeking first the kingdom. So here's the deal. Jesus is the kingdom of God. So we have in Matthew 4, 17, where he shows up and he begins to preach, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Well, he's talking about himself. He is here. He is present. Um, we also get in, Ma in uh, Mark 1.5, he says the same thing. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And you have to understand that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, is the kingdom inaugurated in earth, on earth. He brings it here. And then in Luke 17.21, he tells them the kingdom of God is in their midst. 
Well, who's in their midst? Jesus himself is. So, when we have the understanding that the kingdom of God is this, the place where God rules and reigns. Okay, so who is it that came to rule and reign the earth on behalf of God? Well, it's Jesus. So Jesus is the kingdom in the sense that the places where his rule and reign is honored, where it's supreme, where it's the highest priority, then that's where he rules. Now, that's an important thing to understand because once we get that, to seek first the kingdom of God is to seek first the rule and reign of Jesus here now. So here's what happens. As I learn from the perfect teacher, as I begin to understand his words, his words that give life, right? His words that are truth, his words that transforms, his words that are, have created power. As I begin to let him rule and reign in my life, I actually begin to participate in the kingdom of God. So the areas in my life where what Jesus wants where his reign is honored are the places where I am living into the kingdom. I'm living into his rule, and I'm bringing his rule into my life. So, to learn from the perfect teacher then is actually to learn how to allow God to rule and reign in every facet of my life so that I am participating in his kingdom rule and reign in this world, first in my life, then in my sphere of influence around me. And so, so one of the little examples that came to mind when I was answering this email was, think of it this way. Imagine King Charles gets on an airplane and travels from England to the States. I would say Canada, but he still has some sway here. So he goes to the States. Um, kings of England don't have a great track record in the last 300 years of ruling in the States. So let's say King Charles comes and visits the States. And he, as he's in the States, while he's in the States, he has no power in the States other than what's afforded him. He has no authority in the States other than what's afforded him through honor and respect of who he is. But also, while he's in the States, he still has power in England. He still has authority in England. So he is not present in England. He's in the States, but his reign and his rule is not disrupted because he's not in England. Now, with that picture in your head, I'm hoping this will help you see what it means that Jesus is the kingdom of God. So, all authority in heaven has been given to him. All authority on earth has been given to him. He rules presently in heaven. What is going on in heaven right now, as much as we can bind heaven by time, is exactly what Jesus wants. But he also has been given authority on earth. But, to look around, we'd say, what's happening on earth is not exactly what Jesus wants to the degree that he wants us to have say in that. So in the sense that he's given us free will and reign now to choose good or evil, then what is happening here is exactly what he wants. But his ultimate kingdom that he inaugurated when he came to earth, where everything is always the good and perfect rule and reign of Christ, isn't happening on earth right now. 
So now we have Jesus leaving heaven, stepping out of heaven, still having authority there, becoming a person, becoming flesh, and standing on earth. Now he still had absolute authority in heaven, even when he was on earth as a human being. But his absolute authority on earth was limited by the authority that he has given people and even to some degree Satan to rule for a season and a time. So hopefully that helps you see how, yes, the kingdom of God is at hand in the person of Jesus and his authority was still very active in heaven while he was here, but he wasn't enforcing his earthly authority just yet. So hopefully all of that helps play out this idea that the kingdom of God and Jesus are one in the same. Now, we have to understand that Jesus inaugurates the kingdom of God when he arrives on earth. He inaugurates it on earth. For the first time in history, people had the opportunity to live into the kingdom of God in this life by putting themselves under the authority of Jesus in all things. Now, nobody's done that fully and successfully. Some people have done it way better than others. Some people don't even desire to do it. But to the degree that I place his authority over all of my life, I'm living into the kingdom of God now. So it's incremental. It's a process. It happens over time. And so to say, seek first the kingdom of God and to seek only Jesus, in a very real sense, I'm saying the exact same thing. Now, there's one other verse we need to look at to kind of bring all this together with, with the idea of Jesus as the perfect teacher. Well, what's he actually teaching me towards? So if you remember in the sermon, we said he's teaching us towards what we're becoming, not having to pass a test not a pass-fail of life, but he's teaching us to, towards what we are actually becoming, which is him. His life incarnate in us, lived out through us. And so that's important to remember when we look at 2 Timothy 2.12, where it says that we are meant to rule and reign with Christ. Well, here's the thing. The only way Jesus is going to give me authority to rule and reign with him is if I will rule and reign in the same way that he rules and reigns. So like any other king, they're not going to have an emissary, an ambassador, a prince or a princess who they're going to turn loose on their kingdom who will do things with it that they themselves wouldn't do with it. So the idea in 2 Timothy 2.12 of me ruling and reigning with Christ comes about as I learn from him, the perfect teacher, and I begin to exercise his authority, his kingdom reign, his kingdom rule in all the areas that I have influence. So as I begin to exercise his kingdom rule and reign over my life, he expands my reign of his kingdom. And that rule and that reign in his kingdom is he gives me more influence in the lives of others, in the world around me. And as I take that influence and I continue to, to rule over that sphere of influence that I have with the same mindset, the same mentality, the same desire, the same will, 
that Jesus himself ruled over his life and rules over my life, then that's what it means to rule and reign with Christ. So, when you have a simple kingdom concept of the kingdom of God is the place I will end up one day when I die, you don't get the fullness of what it means to be in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is Jesus himself. He said that in, in Luke 17. He said it in Mark 4. He said it in, uh, excuse me, Matthew 4. He said it in Mark 1. All those times where he said the kingdom is at hand, he's referring to himself. Once we realize that the kingdom of God is the place where God rules and reigns, then we realize we can seek first Jesus and simultaneously be seeking first the kingdom of God. But more importantly, more importantly, we can begin to realize that we, through the, fo the following of our perfect teacher and learning from our perfect teacher, can actually begin to live into the kingdom of God now to degrees increasingly more and more each day, assuming that that's what we desire and we pursue. Now, God's Spirit does that work into us, transforms us into the kind of person who can rule and reign in our lives, this kingdom, the way Jesus would himself, but we have to desire it. We have to will it. We have to pursue it. So hopefully that helps clarify that. Um, I loved that question. I love the fact that, that somebody actually... Um, entrusted me with their thoughts and took the time to put them on in, in an email and send them. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate that. But um, you've got some great questions from Pastor James to, to kind of pick through and have some discussion around. I'd love for you to do that through the lens of, the idea, of this idea that the kingdom of God is the place where his rule and reign is realized. It's not simply a location that I will end up in one day after I die. So I hope that's helpful. hope that shifts some things a little bit. But more importantly, I hope it invites you into saying, whoa, there's a lot to gain from learning from Jesus for me here now, this life. It's not simply about the afterlife. A lot of it has to do with the present life. So thanks for joining us. Let me pray for you and uh, just send you off to have some great discussion. Father, I'm so grateful that, that you invite us into ruling and reigning alongside your son, Jesus. But I also know that you can't invite us into that if we won't allow you to transform us and turn us into the kind of people who will rule and reign the exact way he did. And so God, do that work in us. Transform us into people who you can entrust to rule and reign with the heart of Jesus, with the mind of Jesus, with the desire of Jesus, with the love of Jesus and the compassion of Jesus. And most importantly, God, with the high view of you. We know, Lord, that his reign and his rule was rooted deeply in his love for you as Father, his trust in you as Father. And so do that work in us so you can entrust us and release us to be about your rule and your reign in our present circumstances. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you Sunday.